The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SWP. There's a show, a podcast, all about Ottawa sports and whatever. Like literally whatever jumps into our brains, such as they are. It is Steve and Jimmy once again. James, I'd like to know, how are things today? Uh, Stevie, things are fine. Yeah, Good. things are fine. Uh, uh, no, no complaints. You know, uh, no Vital sense. signs are good. Yeah, what? Yeah, heavy stream. Everything's good. Yeah, uh, no problem. Cancel um, the OHIP. No, yeah, going to cancel the healthcare. What are all the adages? Yeah, uh, no sense complaining because nobody's going to listen. Oh yeah, you, and I'm saying you're right. <laughs> but that that's actually, a class. actually, that's... nobody's going to listen no matter what you say. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a classic over 60 right there. Yeah. You know? yeah ex- Love that one. Ex- exactly. Yeah, things are fine. Things are fine. What do you got? What, what, what do you need? What do you know? I got nothing going on in my end right now. I've got hockey tonight and tomorrow. I'm going to miss the Sens game tonight. Not happy about that. But I'm, I'm kind of enjoying, you know, getting back to some kind of normalcy there, playing a little hockey and uh, standing in the circle in the parking lot with a beer, freezing our ass off afterward. There's such a big deal bylaw-wise in this town about having a few beers after the game in the dressing room where it's warm. Right, right. The states have it figured out, um, you know, with the, with the tailgate parties and stuff like that. You know, I've, I went to one in Buffalo. I've spoken about this before, and uh, it was really cool. They have it, you know, across the street from the stadium is, is this, you know, massively organized tailgate party. They kind of divided it into three sections from you know, family section to sort of a little, you know, up a notch or two with, you know, music blasting. And then the third one is like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, it's like right. crazy, you know, people standing on top of vans and, and screaming and yelling. And, uh, <laughs> and then it's time to come into the stadium and, and I'm looking at it going, okay, well, everyone is getting annihilated here. They're either having a glass of wine, uh, you know, or, or a couple of beers or banging shots back you know, with the other group with a bottle of vodka that they, um, and everyone's got their, you know, their, their drinks are in a cup. They just let them go in, Steve. They don't, they don't have to run the gauntlet here. They, they, they And it's a really smart way. I looked at it and I said, oh, I get it. I get it. You know, you don't need to, you don't need to wake the lion here, right? It's just like, let, let them go easy. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go in there without freaking out, you know, and uh, it was kind of very i mean there's people that are drunk of course celebrating a game but um yeah so it's kind of like well there you go that's okay you know it's like you go have you ever been to vegas i have not you go to if you go to vegas right the strip is the really cool thing you know the hotels are are tourist attractions for sure you know they're phenomenal what they're what they're building there you know the wind the bellagio uh aria these these hotels are like world class hotels and then everyone walks up and down the strip vegas doesn't bring out the best in people uh you know because they go bananas when they get there because <laughs> you can drink for nothing steve in all the casinos right. you know all you gotta do is gamble a little bit and and you'd swear half the people you see going have you ever been outside the house is this is this like the, the first <laughs> is it have you been pent up in a cage or something and then you're going you know freaking out but they kind of let everyone walk around the strip with with drinks in their hand you know they're 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 not writing tickets they're not 
freaking out. Uh, you know, they just kind of let it slide and, yeah. and it kind of works. It kind of works. That's as opposed both side of it. Yeah. But as opposed to, you know, the, the way we do it is okay. You're not getting away with anything here. Okay. We're going to, we're going to lay the law down. Right. And, and I think that causes a lot of shit. You know, I think it causes a lot of shit anyway. Yeah. I think mind. I see both. I, I see both sides of it for sure. I mean, the reality is the majority of people can have some pints and uh, act responsibly, have a great time, barbecues as a tailgate going and going to the game and not start massive fist fights and brawls and get a ride home somehow, and it all goes down very well. And so from that perspective, the responsible fan, they lose out, unfortunately, because of the the odd Yahoo who comes along. And so that fan, I understand why you don't like the fact that most Canadian markets, tailgating isn't really a thing. But on the other side, when I think about being stadium security, being a cop, being an owner of a franchise, somewhere along the way, it must get kind of tired with, uh, you know, like a Bills game, for example, how hammered people get at that thing and jumping on right. their tables, which seems to be a badge of honor. You know, somebody cracks their skull open doing something like that while wasted. It's just, I'm sure you get to a stage if you're one of those groups of people where you say, okay, I, I'm, uh, I think we just go ahead and scrap this. We go ahead and ban it and we don't have to deal with it. So I see both sides of the coin. Yeah. Well, but then when they ban, right, then, then everyone's coming up with ways to sneak shit in. And anyway, just, just my opinion. I, I yeah. like the way they do it. All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, Tiger Woods golf interview. Um, what other kind of interview would Tiger Woods give? An NHL interview? Kind of a host, <laughs> kind of a hosting lead-in is that. Tailgating uh, anyway. interview. It's a great segue. <laughs> anyway, Tiger discussed his future in his first in-depth interview since his big car accident a year ago. Uh, he talked to Golf Digest, opening up about a painful year, possible return to golf, his son's progress as a player. Remember we saw little Charlie there and there's some kind of, it was some kind right. of pro-am scenario and he ended up with an eagle on a hole or something like that. Ripping a five foot. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he must be about four feet tall. Anyway, this is uh, is is an example of a quote. I think something that's realistic is playing the tour one day, never full time ever again, but pick and choose just like Mr. Hogan did Ben Hogan pick and choose a few events a year. And you play around that. Wood said that during a Zoom interview this week. You practice around that, and you gear yourself up for it. I think that's how I'm going to have to play it from now on. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality, and I understand it, and I accept it. So that's uh, that's pretty disappointing to hear that if you're a PGA fan because this just in, Tiger Woods, even at this late stage in his career, even if he were maybe not the Tiger Woods or close to it because of the injury, he's still a guy that moves the needle in a very big way. But at the same time, Jimmy, I'm not sure I'd want to see a Tiger Woods scuffling out there either. Well, it answers, you know, it's been on the back burner, right? Uh, for for a while, of course, since his accident. Um, you know, there there were, you know, there's there's two things I think that people are waiting to hear from Tiger Woods or we're waiting to hear, you know. Well, one is they want to know what happened in the accident. And he, and he answers that saying, it's in the report. I've answered that question, so I'm not going to deal with that anymore. And I don't blame him, okay? I don't blame him. He, he's answered that question. That's what he said yesterday. The other thing, though, is are you going to come back? Are you going to, are you going to be the Tiger Woods of old? Are you going to compete? Are you on a, you know, he's such a driven guy, right? 
so everyone's wondering what he's going to do. Uh, and he answered that yesterday. And to me, I was, com- I was surprised, but it's a, it's a different, softer Tiger Woods. If you, mm-hmm. you know, ch- check out the whole interview and he's, you know, the, what happened was he was in the hospital for three weeks and then he was at home for three weeks in a hospital bed. And then he was in a wheelchair and then he was on crutches. Uh, and then he started moving around, you know, with a walker and stuff like that. So it was this long, you know, um, tough, tough rehab. But he said, you know, the, what I'm getting out of it, Steve, is, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. You know, I'll play in a few events. And then he begins to talk about things that you never thought you would hear from Tiger, where he's saying, you know, I just wanted to get outside. And when I did, I could feel the sun on my bones and the grass beneath my feet. And I just wanted to sit there with no noise. Uh, you know, that was great. I, I, uh, he said a funny thing about, you know, he got, he got a great workout with the crutches. And the reason is he said, I never, he said, I built a really nice house. I just forgot how big it is when I'm moving around on crutches. Uh, so he made a little bit light of it. But the other thing, Stevie, which I didn't realize, and, and he brought it up again saying, you guys don't understand. I, they were going to amputate my leg. Right. You know, they were going to, they were going to do a prosthesis and amputate my leg. And so that totally changed the whole perspective that I have on life and the whole perspective that I have on competitive golf. And uh, he said, I'm super lucky. And, and I think that's changed him. You know, I think, I think he thinks he got away with one. I, I believe he did too, uh, that no one got killed in this thing, uh, that he didn't lose his leg, that he's able to talk about it. Uh, but but I, think it's, I think it's done. I think Tiger's done. Um, but I think what he'll do is give it a shot. And, you know, they asked him, what is your game in shape? Because they, they saw him I, on, on YouTube ripping little wedges and stuff out there, you know. And it, and it, all I saw was a little tensor bandage he had around his leg, one of those compression bandages on one of yep. his legs. And he was just nipping these things like nothing. Uh, his swing didn't look any different to me. So, uh, but but when asked about that, they said, you look pretty good to me. He said, no, I'm, not, I, I'm nowhere near, nowhere near where I want to be if I was going to compete. And they said, well, how far away are you? And he said, for sure, like 50%. And I ain't going out there if I'm 50%, you know, so. uh, Well, he said as much. He's never full-time ever again. That's it. Right. It's almost like like a retirement um, interview that he gave there. He's going to, the nice thing about the PGA is you don't have to retire though. It's like, um, I don't know, Zdeno Chara, for example. There's a guy that's, well into his sunset years, and there's a guy that, you know, when he retires, like any other hockey player, that mm-hmm. will be the end of it. You're not going to be able to come back and play in the NHL for 10 games a year. The nice thing about the PGA is that any tournament that Tiger Woods wants to play in, you damn right that tournament's going to give him an exemption. So right. he's just going to pick a few events per year and uh, maybe play in the majors for fun, the ones he's exempt in. And, well, that's... Uh, that's probably all you got from Tiger Woods now, and it's uh, and it really does officially answer the question: Do you think he'll ever catch Jack Nicholas's majors record of eighteen? We've been talking about that, you and me, Jimmy, for twenty years now. Right. And the answer to that question now is officially no. He's not. I think. Well, to. I think so. Uh, or Stevie, or is it? You know, or is it? I think he's smart when he comes into this thing to uh, err on the side of caution, right? Because um, 
there's part of me that he's when he's saying this is okay leave me alone i'm nowhere near what i want to be i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bite here with the yeah man i want to get back i want to win another major right he doesn't say anything like that but maybe he's sitting in the weeds stevie going i'm 50 percent there and when a guy says that to me steve it means he's trying to get 60 percent. it means he's trying to get to 75 you know uh and 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 so i think he i think he smart answers them for sure he says i might play uh for hits and giggles stevie as they call it if you're just playing fun <laughs> rounds you know hits yeah. and giggles uh that he might do i'm but i'm watching i, I don't believe him uh a, you know a hundred percent there there's a small part of me that says oh, I, I i think he wants to compete again i think he does why is he out there hitting golf balls you know with 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 you know, the, the rehab he, he did to get back to where he is. Uh, I, I think there's still a side of him that's like, um, yeah, now all that said, folks, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I might give it a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, there's no doubt. I, don't I, forget I would have this guy. Sorry, don't forget this guy's played with a broken leg before. He won a U.S. Open years ago at Torrey Pines uh, in, in a playoff, you know, and, and then everyone, you know, they saw him limping and everyone was going, whatever tagger come on and then they found they x-rayed it the guy had a cracked bone in his tibia or something so uh you know an injured tiger woods stevie might might be competitive you know might be competitive so it's a great story it's going to be a great story to watch i wouldn't compare it to anything he's had before like you said we're talking about near amputation potentially like open fractures in this car accident um basically his right leg was crushed and uh, the fact that they were able to save the leg, that's fantastic. Um, but you're quite right when you talk about the possibilities. You never say never. I think right. he's saying never right now because he's still got such a, a long rehab in front of him. Uh, he's got He's come a long way, obviously, and you saw it in, in the golf swing that uh, we saw in, I think he put it on Twitter. And uh, so that's all great and everything. And maybe as time marches on. You know, it, things can change around. Maybe he heals to such a point where he surprises himself and he has a change of heart. But well, it here, sure looks like a guy that uh, doesn't look like he's going to, like this is his quote, I don't have to compete to play against the best players in the world to have a great life. After my back fusion, I had to climb Mount Everest one more time. I had to do it, and I did, winning the Masters, of course. This right. time around, I don't think I'll have the body to climb Mount Everest, and that's okay. I can still participate in the game of golf. I can still, if my leg gets okay, I can click off a tournament here or there. But as far as climbing the mountain again and getting all the way to the top, I do not think that's a realistic expectation of me. And I, I again, I think that's a smart answer, you know. And and what you do here from Tiger, like I said, is a you know a newer, softer guy saying, you know, I'm I'm enjoying watching my son Charlie play. Uh, you know, I, I, I get to feel the sun on my bones. I get to relax. I'm not, you know, I'm, 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 uh, having great private moments here where I'm I'm able to lay back and all that stuff. And that's all fine and dandy, Steve, but eventually that runs out. I'm a parent. Okay. I get it. I get it. When, when, you know, you, you spend these this quality time with your kids, you know, which become rarer and rarer as your kids get older. Uh, but then after a while, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, what, you know, okay, I, I'm doing this regularly. I see my kids. I watch them play sports or or we sit around and eat popcorn and watch Netflix. Eventually, that's going to run out a little bit, right? And and you, you can't spend the next 30 years of your life, Tiger, just watching your kids grow up. It's not realistic, you know? And, and I, you know, I think at some point, like I say, there's a part of me that's going to go, okay, well, now you've seen Charlie play. 
Now you've got the feeling of grass under your toes. <laughs> okay, what? Now, now what, pal? Now what? You know, if <laughs> if nothing else, Stevie's gonna he's gonna kill it on the senior tour. You know, but but is that enough for Tiger? Remember Rory McIlroy? They interviewed him, and uh, he was at Tiger's house, and he was looking around the trophy case. You know, that Tiger has, and and Rory talks about being motivated by that with all these major trophies that he has up on his wall, and and Rory said. You know, this is unreal. Look at this. You know, it, it, it sort of snaps you into reality again, how good this guy was. And then, but he's won a thousand other times, Steve, mm-hmm. outside of majors. And Rory said, where's all the other trophies? And Tiger said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And Rory said, I came away from that going, because he only wants majors, man. He doesn't give a shit right. about the other stuff, right? Where where Stevie, if some other guy won, won a tour event, it's life-altering. It's life altering. And Tiger's going, I don't know. They might be in my office. I don't know. With, you know, in storage somewhere. I got no idea. But I know where these are right here. Well, you get 15 majors. That's, uh, that's yeah. enough. That's enough to fill yeah. up any office for sure. So, um, yeah. And, and as far as the Champions Tour goes, I mean, I'm, that's always a possibility here. My feeling is that any discussion and conversation and, and questions being answered were about continuation on the PGA Tour. Right. Because right. almost on the Champions Tour now, anyway, even if you were. If he could have that day back and he didn't get in that accident, the Champions Tour is looming for this guy anyway. He's 46 later this month. Right. And, and, and he it, said and he's not getting any younger, right? He 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 was yeah. he was really mature, man. Really mature in his in, in that press conference. And forthright and and you know, contrite about the accident and stuff. He he was he was it was humble for sure. Yeah. Well, age humbles everybody. There's no question about that. And uh and that's why you gotta be nice to everybody. Uh, all through your life because somewhere along the way you're going to be coming down the glory years fade and uh, the people that you were not very nice to on the way up you're going to meet them on your way down Um, right but yeah I think this he was beat up anyway he was nearing the end anyway and so uh, it just feels like the PGA door has now closed and who knows yeah the champions tour is going to it's going to be there for him for the next 15 to 20 years if he wants to play on it and he clearly want, has a, a passion for the game still and, and wants to get as healthy as he can and play as well as he can. Because like mm-hmm. any golf fan, he just, I think he, he's passionate and loves the sport. It's, it's always going to be part of his life. And that's why I'm sure the biggest reason probably that he's, he's thrilled that he's got a chance of um, physically getting back to some sense of normalcy. Um, anyway, so that was a neat interview for sure. And uh, glad to see Tiger Woods is on the mend to a degree, but a little part of me, I can't got to admit, I mean, we've been around, we watched his whole career and I I vividly remember this, the guy with the big Mack truck cap that was too big for his head getting out there and um, just uh, fantastic. (laughs) So young, so, so young, so excellent, so much better than everybody else. And we've watched uh, the greatest golf career probably ever come and go from start to finish. So it's been cool. Let us take a time out of the program. When we come back. I was giving you a pregnant pause for for effect. I like that. Gave it some thought. Thinking noise. (laughs) They often say, the the consultants often say, the the two things that people, that grab people's attention the most as far as audio productions and stuff, a ringing telephone and silence. A ringing telephone? Is that what you say? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Take a time out. Ring. I get it. Oh my God. That, that worked for me. There you go. Wow. Lots of dead What's air next? in there too. We got it. It's a very rev- riveting 20 seconds here. 
You could have uh, gone to commercial and... by now. Come on, you're dragging this. Well, up. I, hey, hey, don't be dismissive now. Don't be dismissive. Be a teammate. Be a good teammate. When we come back, we'll talk a little hockey after these words. What a year it has been. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks on behalf of All Insurance Ontario to all the listeners for their support and to Steve and Jim for keeping us entertained every day. And also, I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. From All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford has been serving Ottawa since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in all the land. And by the land, I mean the city of Ottawa. They've always been family-owned and operated, and their amazing team of professionals from sales to service is constantly training and improving to provide you with the best possible customer experience. And of course, they're always ready to say yes. Check out jimkford.com or visit them today at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. <laughs> and if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year, and he set aside a budget to help out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. And he can do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. And I wanted to mention one other thing. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to advertise with the SWP and get your business message in front of adult sports fans, then please contact us. SWP Advertising, way more affordable than you think. And uh, all you have to do is email us, stevewproject at outlook.com. Okay, James. That's stevewproject at outlook.com. I like it. See, there's the teamwork I was talking about. So Brendan Lemieux got five games for biting Brady Kachuk. Um, that'll mean a forfeiting of $39,000 based on his average annual salary. And uh, that goes to the Players Emergency Assist- Assistance Fund. And, of course, it happened after uh, the biting incident that happened Saturday night in L.A. where Kachuk was bitten not once but twice by Brendan Lemieux. What do you think? Does that uh, does the crime or the does the punishment fit the crime? Yeah, I uh, I I do I do right. You you know like the slew foot three games there to Marshawn uh, spearing, uh, you know cross checking in the freaking neck, um, you know crazy ass shit right. Uh, what what's really weird, man? What's really weird is who who bites. Who, 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 when does that ever happen? I've never, ever heard of that, Steve, in hockey, you know? Oh, it's happened a bunch so of So I times. go to, I, I, the spot I go to right away is there's something wrong with that guy, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like like the slew foot and all that stuff I see, you know, or, or cross-checking from behind. I never go to, there's something wrong with that guy, you know? It's like, he's dirty, uh, but, you know, he's just playing a game in the heat of the moment. But when I heard, when I thought about that uh, over the last day, I'm going... There's something wrong with the guy who bites a guy. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. So uh, I love the suspension. I do. I really do. I, I, you know, it's heavy, right? It's five games. Uh, you know, probably, probably Steve, no one gives a shit about that guy, about Lemieux. Um, but it's smart on the league's part, right? To say, look, it, uh, we're, we're not going to just let stuff slide because you're, a, you know, or you're a pedestrian player. I mean, he's a pretty good player, but um you know, we're, we're not going to just go, whatever, you know, I don't know, slap the guy with a couple of games. I, I think they have to hold their, hold their stance here all the time with suspensions and that, and dops, you know, to come out and say, 
no, 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 no. You can't piss around out there. And and you certainly can't bite someone. <laughs> I can't well, I thought it. it was an interesting thing with Bar Down today on Twitter. They pointed out that this is history making, not history making from the perspective of him being the first guy to bite another player during an NHL game. We've, we've seen it before. Alex Burroughs did it. We saw Yarko Rutu do it. It's happened before, but Brendan Lemieux and his dad, Claude are the first father son team to be suspended for biting in NHL history. So I'd like to congratulate uh, (laughs) Pepe Lemieux and Pepe Jr. Well done, fellas. Well done. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There you go. Go after that record, Gretz. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, never. Uh, wow. I told you it never, it never happens. <laughs> this happened happened yeah. four or five times. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. It's happened here and there over the years. But uh, the other story I, I'm loathe to go to is that uh, the, the evil empire, the blue team, as I like to call them, the team that dare not speak its name. Yeah, the leaves yeah. are right now absolutely murdering the nhl they're finally mm-hmm. living up to their stanley cup hype right through the first quarter of the season and uh right now they are 16 6 and 1 they right. came they came out of the gate pretty average a lot of people uh you know taking pot shots at them right and right now god it's like i i, I find myself having a hard time physically saying the words that they appear to be both a good team and a fun team to watch. But like ointment on my gaping open wound after having said that, this is November, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Right. And the fall is mighty. When the playoffs roll around, that's when you can count on the leaves to fall. Yeah. So I saw that story, okay, that the, the betting odds are going in favor of the Leafs, okay, to win the cup. Okay. However, and and they've they've only lost six games. They've won what they're sixteen and six. So everyone's going look at that. Okay, they're sixteen and six. Okay, I'm going to show you, Steve. There's, I don't know, a bunch of other teams that have a better win loss. So, Florida, fifteen and four. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned Florida. Tampa, so I was going to I was going to call attention to the disrespect of Florida to be fifteen four and three, and I'm looking at uh, a power rankings chart here, and they've got them in tenth. Yeah. That is some serious disrespect for a team that's been out of the gate well, as well as they have been. Tampa, 12 and 5, less losses. Okay. The Capitals, 14 and 4, less losses. Carolina, five losses only. Rangers, four losses only. Okay. Uh, six losses for Mini. All right. Oilers, Calgary Flames, five for the Oilers. So there's, I don't know, there's there's 10 teams, Steve, that have a better record than they do. Or a better loss record. Yeah. You know, some there's games in hand here, of course, right? So I'm like, uh, okay, well, what, what, what is making it, you know, I guess they're looking ahead going, uh, okay, they're going to they're gonna keep whipping through teams. Okay, that's fine. Are you looking at those other teams saying, okay, they're done now? Washington's <laughs> done, you know? So I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't, doesn't make a bunch of sense to me, you know? Well, it's the popularity of the team, right? When you're talking yeah. about power rankings, or you're talking about gambling, you're always dealing with the biggest fan base in the league, and that fan base is so delirious, so horn, so horny <laughs> to win uh, that uh, you know they're going to they're going to sway the balance. Media people will tend to this just in 
gravitate to whatever will make Leaf fans happy. And certainly the odds makers are always going to be shifting around. If the Leafs are any good at all, they know that they can, uh, that can excite the gambling public, given that so right. many of the gambling public wears the ugly blue uniform. So that's, uh, that's kind of why they get a little something, something, but they have been interestingly good. Um, and we talked about this on the suspendables, interestingly good since they decided to abandon their relaxed dress code, right, not right, very good right. out of the gate. And they had, they had just casual wear coming to the rink. Now they've gone back to jacket and tie. And since they did that, Don Cherry's got to be awfully happy about that. Right. They've been really, really good. Yeah. You, you forget how superstitious hockey players are, man. It's true. And, and athletes, I guess, but hockey players are okay. Hyper, hyper Steve superstitious. Yeah. You know, it would, it, it would be a show in itself. You know, I always throw it out there to get questions for Russ. Right. And there, there's, uh, some people ask these questions. Where I go, oh yeah, you're you're right. Do, you know, do you do you put your pants on uh, after you put your socks on, or you know, what leg do you stick your uh, <laughs> what leg do you go with first, putting your hockey pants on? Do you have your skates on first and then put them on through the pants, right? So, yeah. what you know, we're not. You're, are we wearing shirt and ties or not? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny actually. I'm like that so. as a spectator too. If I'm if the team is doing well, I'm watching on TV. I, uh, you know, I've got my legs crossed a certain way or I'm sitting on a certain seat cushion. I'm not moving if my team's doing well because it matters. It really, really matters. And certainly <laughs> right. my beat up beer league, I ran at a shin pad tape the other night, that clear plastic stuff. Yep. Uh, and I almost just got, got undressed and got back and got to the car and left. Oh, like, oh. I can't, I can't play without my, without my proper shin pad tape. This is an outrage. So like I always do, I bored so. Yeah, you don't need to be superstitious, Steve. It's it's a what is? Oh yeah, it's a beer league. Yeah, don't worry about, don't worry it's about. True. It. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. I suppose. Borrow right. some tape, Steve. I don't think they're gonna cut me. Not yeah, yet. Anyway. I think, like, yeah. <laughs> Should be fine. Double shift, uh, we, Stevie. You get in there and double shift. You start to double shift. Not much chance of that. I don't think. Let's take a time out. Back with final thoughts after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage, or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Hmm, are you worried your vehicle might not make it through another winter? Then drop into Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage. Vehicle history report. Purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and a whole lot more. That's peace of mind to me. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Before we go, I want to mention Max Scherzer and the Mets. They've agreed to a record contract. Max Scherzer has been one of the best starting pitchers in baseball for oh, about a decade now, and he's still at the top of his game, and his salary would certainly indicate that. The Mets have signed the right-hander to a three-year contract. Remember there was a day when a three-year $30 million deal would have blown your mind? Gross. That was gross. Gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Right. No, Max Scherzer and the Mets have agreed to a three-year contract Worth $130 million. <laughs> Good effing Lord. That's all I got to do is laugh. Oh, my God. How can you not? Can you imagine the, 
you imagine the, the checks, Stevie? Uh, and by the way, uh, they don't get paid all year round, right? Ba- baseball goes from April to October. Okay, so you're missing November, December, January, February. You're missing five months. So I don't know. Do, do the math, Stevie. Seven. Okay, so it's $45 million a year, roughly. Uh, right? $45 uh-huh. million. Okay. 43.3. It's an actual, it's the largest average annual value of any baseball player in history. Okay. So divide that by the seven months that he plays. So you're into over six mil a paycheck, Stevie. Okay. Right. Hey, Matt, your paycheck's here. Do you want to slide by the office and pick it up? Okay. Yeah, I'll be right there. Here you go. 6.2 this month. <laughs> and not a position player, a guy who gets to play every five days. We'll even do that. He sits and watches four games before he actually pitches a game. So, yeah. So there's 160 games. Uh, What? What the freak, Steve? Are you only pitching 30 times? Am I doing the math right? I think the the average pitcher who's healthy all year can be anywhere between 30 and 35 starts per year. Jesus, Stevie. Yeah. 43 million. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. 43 million divided by the average is 35. Is that what you're saying to me? 35 mm-hmm. games? Yep. Okay. I don't, At most. But, okay, this is unreal, Stevie. This is unreal. 43, zero, zero. Okay, hang on, Stevie. Hang on. 40. Well, while you do that, you don't zero, really have to do zero, anything to zero, the numbers to make them zero, seem absurd. Zero, Just the basic three-year, $130 million is absurd enough to me. Steve. Steve. Mm-hmm. What? 1.2 million a game. 1.228 million a game, Stevie. <laughs> yeah. How's your day at work today? That was pretty yeah. good, honey. It's pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah. Cha Ching. Yeah. 1.2 mil a game. That's what he's getting paid. Yeah. It's good to be Max Ooh. Scherzer. Blue Jays, on the other hand, they're uh they're making some noise as well. The bad news is in the last week, they have watched both Robbie Ray, who just won a Cy Young Award, sign with the Seattle Mariners. Right. He signed a five-year deal worth $115 million. <laughs> uh, I mean, compared to Scherzer, though, he's got to be. Yeah, it's like, it's like he's living in a, like he's living in a dumpster by comparison. Better budget. Okay. Yeah. You better be careful here. You're going to have to set yeah. up a budget, Steve. Invest You that need wisely. a goal. Okay. You need a savings goal here, Steve, yeah. if you're, if you're going to be okay, you know? Yeah. And then Marcus Simeon, who was the Blue Jays MVP candidate, along with uh, Vladdy Guerrero. And 40 Mark, home runs or yeah, 35 Mark, or yeah. whatever he hit. Simeon signed a seven-year deal with the Rangers worth $175 million. <laughs> I don't, it just makes me giggle. Yeah, it's, it it's bananas giggle. is what it is. It's uh, the news, bananas. They did, make, they did sign a couple of guys, though. You have uh, They signed uh, a very high-end starter in Kevin Gossman, who right. I'd say, if, without thinking about Robbie Ray uh, and, his, and his Cy Young Award, like he... Kevin Gossman is the same kind of pitcher. Like he could reel off one of those types of years. A really good pitcher, and mm-hmm. so they've signed him. Um, where's his numbers? I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, it's uh, I assume it's a billion. For, uh, it's a billion. Yeah, yeah. Kajillions. And uh, Yimmy Garcia, veteran reliever, was signed to a two-year contract as well. So they still have some work to do, but the Blue Jays are making some noise. Uh, I'm not sure they've replaced Ray and Simeon, but they're they're coming along. Uh, with that, we'll take our leave, James, and uh, go go count our money from the money we made from this podcast today. Let's do it. It's pretty yeah, good. Let's do it. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. What is it? No, one, one million dollars. Yeah. All those guys can just fuck right off, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.